1: Hey guys, Ralph Marlborough here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this off-season. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24/7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at saintshappyhour.com today.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to our weekly locker room chat on the locker room at App. Most of you are probably listening to this on Thursday. It's draft day. Uh, if you missed the chat on Wednesday, you should download the Locker Room app. Andrew, they have no excuses now. It's for iPhone and for Android. You can get it at the Google Play Store or the App Store. You should join us. We're having fun. We're giving away prizes. We're making fun of me, mispronouncing names. Uh, Andrew, I got to say, I love when you get to, like, 24 to 36 hours away from the draft because the rumors get ridiculous, and I just want them all injected into my veins. It was – it is magical. We got – we had – I had Elijah Moore rumors. I got Ian Rappaport saying the Saints are trading up for uh, Caleb Far- – how do you say his name? Far- Farley. Farley, like Chris just think, Farley. Just, just think Chris Farley. There so, you go. Caleb Farley, that dude – I have decided he is tingle toes <laughs> until he's drafted by the Saints and good. That dude, his toes tingle, he's got, like, a, a horrible back, and he's got the Rona. Like, what does God have to do to make the Saints not want to pick him? Like, he's, he's a walking back injury that occasionally plays corner.
0: I feel like the universe is trying to tell us <laughs> that I, I become more convinced by the minute that the universe is telling us don't take this guy that Mickey Loomis is trading up for him.
1: I mean, here's the thing, you know, uh, and guys, if you want to ask us a question or make a comment about the draft, just uh, let, let, let me know and we'll uh, put you through. And if you make me or Andrew laugh, uh, I'll send you a booze bundle like I did last week to uh, Jonah. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, Mickey Lewis Here, you know, people say, oh, he never says anything at his press conference, but he did say one, a couple of things. First of all, he said, Jason, he combined Jameis and Taysom in a new way. Uh, that was awesome and made me chuckle. But the second thing, Andrew is I forget who, I forget who asked him, but somebody asked him, they're like, you have a lot of holes this year. Does that mean you're less likely to trade up? Uh, you know, cause they said, I think he said in 2015, they were happy to have a lot of pick and Mickey Loomis was like, we don't have a lot of holes. We think we're, our roster can win and can compete for a title right now. We don't think we have a lot of holes. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like he didn't, he, he directly disagreed with the report and I was like, "Uh Oh, just put that in the box for their, their trading up.
0: Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's good to hear your GM feel that way, and I don't know, I I know they still feel like they need bodies to compete, but why not? Like again, eight and one without Breeze, yeah. The last two years, that's that's the stat I keep going back to, and that's what we got to hang our hat on. I know they lost Emmanuel Sanders, I know they lost Janoris Jenkins, but were those really like those were just nice pieces? Those were not horses on this team. Mm-hmm. We know who the horses are. They're Camara, Michael Thomas, Lattimore, Demario Davis. The offensive line—they're all back.
1: No, they—they've they, got—they've got the majority of it back. And
0: I think I, we somehow like forget that the Saints swept Tampa, that they won the division. Like, I think a lot of people are just kind of like because Tampa beat us in the playoffs. Be, by the way, because quarterback play was such a calamity in that game. And and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. That it's just kind of like assumed that yeah. And Joshua said the Saints owned them. It's not like they you know barely snuck by Tampa. They beat the brakes off them twice. And I mean, why not? Like, why yeah. not? Why can't the Saints win the division again? And and I just want to point out, look, this draft is important. I don't buy the well. Every draft is important, and they all. They all have the same weight. I, I disagree. This one has more significant weight for a lot of obvious uh, reasons. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest being that they couldn't get guys in free agency and they had to get rid of guys they wanted to keep because of the cap. And oh, yeah. so, like, this is the year of cheap labor and so for the Saints. And so this draft is very important.
1: I mean, the, the, not every draft is the same. I mean, 2018, they traded up for Davenport. But literally – I think you could have told the Saints, you cannot have a draft in 2018, and it wouldn't have mattered that it's still gone 13-3. and Like, that team was ready to fucking win in 2018 and go for a title. It didn't work because of Bill Vinovich, and we got cheated out of our ring. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that draft, they traded up for Davenport, but it didn't work out. But, like, what else did they get from that draft that really helped them in 2018? Yeah, I gotta say
0: you know, uh I I'm noticing in the uh in the room we've got a Jundru uh Oh, uh, no No <laughs> with oh, a no. terrible picture of me. Oh so no. So we, we, we might <laughs> we, we might yeah, have anyways. a, a juge <laughs> parody. Got, yeah, juge parody. We we gotta get uh Jundru to uh to, to speak talk. here. Yeah, speak
1: to for talk. yourself. The, par- the parody accounts are getting out of control. <laughs> if we 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 have a we have a, a mouth and a Jandrew, um, things are getting out of control. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing with this, with this, this, uh, this, this thing with the Saints. I mean, let's go through the. You know, it's no, you know, Benjamin Albright, who normally when a person said this, I would just be like, "That's he's a quack. He doesn't know what he's talking about." But he's an NFL guy that. He's pretty plugged in, and he knows a lot of stuff, especially about the Broncos, but but a lot of other teams, too. He was like, what I'm hearing is the Saints, they're not trying to trade up for a corner. They're trying to trade up for Elijah Moore. And I was like, what? That? I mean, he's a fun little player, and it would be cool like, if they got him in the second round or whatever. But yeah. like to trade up to him, I'm like, what? That would just like take a dump over everything they've done since 2016 about fixing the draft and not going off script and looking for the prototypes elijah moore he would just put a grenade to all of that so that was a fun
2: rumor Uh, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: To discuss, but mostly there's no, there there is no, I mean, there is no way they're trading up for Elijah Moore. You
0: know, I I, I don't know, man. I just, (laughs) we we know the crush that Sean Payton has on Tyreek Hill. You know, oh, like, I
1: forgot about that. Like, that's a remember when <laughs> we were talking to Thomas Morstead,
0: and, and we were talking about Belichick's crush on him? Yeah, Multi- multiply that by like a hundred, and that's how Sean Payton feels about Tyreek Hill. And I just want to say, 5'10", 185. Elijah Moore is pretty sudden. He, uh, Moore to me, he's five nine, you know, but he's same weight, one eighty-five. Mm-hmm. You know. I... I mean, they did trade I'm, up.
1: For, they did trade up for Brandon Cooks back in the day.
0: I'm just thinking, Sean, and, and it goes back to that one mock we did that was kind of a bit. It was like almost a joke. But now I'm thinking maybe I should be. <laughs> it, it should have been more serious. And it's just like, it, it's just. I'm wondering if he sees Elijah Moore as
1: as the next Tyreek Hill.
3: Maybe. All right.
1: So we got Joshua. He want he wants to speak. Joshua, what you got for us tonight?
3: I'm thoroughly convinced in the first round we are going to take an offensive lineman. I oh am. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to be punching the air when they announce. I'm not going to be. I'll
1: be punching something other than air. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm thoroughly convinced we're going to take an offensive lineman. As you think as in as tackle, me. I guess. Tackle. Yes. A, a very diverse tackle like Sean Payton misses. Uh, what was his name? The diverse tackle that we let go to the Texans. Um, it was like Kelimente? or yeah, yeah, think, yes, yeah. So Kelimente. Kelimente. He misses Kelimente and his versatility to where, like, oh, plug and play, go play, you know, Go you know, play guard, go yeah, play, right,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and whatever. So, uh, Sean Payton really misses that.
1: Well,
3: so, here's.
1: Uh, just, do you think that I think a tackle is I think a tackle is very possible, Joshua. But my theory on tackle is what will happen is. All the corners will go like in the top 16 and they won't be able to get up to to, to draft a corner. All the receivers they'll like will be gone. The two, the you know, Koromoa, the linebacker, will be gone. And then they'll be like, ah, God damn it, we want to trade down. But in order to trade down, a team has to want to move up to 28 to take a specific player. And that's not always guaranteed. I think they could draft a tackle where they're sort of like stuck and they they do it because he's the best player on their board or whatever but they're really really not happy about it and saints twitter will lose their fucking so minds if if that happens if that happens
3: do you see the saints trading off a player at that point and getting more ammunition mm. like i honestly believe like all right there's no players in the first round we really want we're going to draft a tackle let's trade off Ramchek or let's trade off armstead like I honestly think that's the way it's going to go, and people are going to be like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" So yeah, I
1: to me, I, I think for the Saints, if they make the decision to trade off Ramchek, and it happens, it's going to happen before they take a twenty-eight because they because Ramchek, I got news for you, Joshua. If they get the thirty-second pick for Ramchek, or like number thirty eight for Ramcheck, that is malpractice by Loomis. Like if they decide they can't pay Ramcheck or they're having trouble re signing him, they gotta get a deal done for him. I mean, he should be Ramcheck, the minimum they should get is a first and a third for him. Like that is there I don't think I think they might deal off a player and like maybe you swap positions. I could see them maybe Marcus Williams and they get like a late first or a, a second round pick or, or a second and a fourth or whatever. But I, Andrew, I can't see them move. I can't see them drafting a tackle and then trading Ram or Armstead on draft. Day. I just, I can't see it. Cause they, I don't think they'd get, I don't get you. I don't think you get equal value once you get to pick 28. Like, you know, that's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. I, I think unless you were looking at 2022 picks and then, and then it's like rebuilds, right? So yeah. I, I just don't – I agree. I don't think the Saints do that. I think that, that if they were going to go that way, the trade would have already been made. Yeah, I mean th- – or, or, I mean, I guess it's possible that it, it could happen between now and the start of the draft kind of deal.
1: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, like, the Raiders are looking to rebuild their offensive line. Like, I guess the Raiders could be like, hey, we'll give you our first and third for Ramcheck And, like, the Saints are like, well, he wants $23 million a year and we we just – we don't want to do that. And then they deal him. But um, it, it – the, the thing that becomes difficult to do draft day trades for players is – especially, like, player swaps and, and players for first-round picks, once you get to this point or tomorrow, the thing is with teams, a team that needs a tackle, you're so close to the draft, they'll just be like, let's just take a tackle instead of trading for Ramchek and paying him. Like, they would have done that a month ago or at the beginning of the offseason. But once you get this close to the draft, teams kind of get locked in. And you don't really see a lot of trades for first-round picks for players on draft day. You might see it earlier. You might even see the occasional, like, when Cincinnati, they traded um, – they Buffalo gave Cincinnati a tackle, and Buffalo moved from, like, 21 to, like, 12, and then they moved up even higher to get Josh Allen. You might see that. But teams – I mean, Andrew, can you remember a big draft day trade involving a player – that was for a first-round pick.
0: Not off the top I, of my head, no.
1: Yeah, I just, I mean, like teams do teams trade for to move up and get picks and stuff, but they don't. We get we got to buck talk
0: about up. these receivers though. Like it's there's so many miniature receivers in this class. Like <laughs> you know, everyone talks about Jamar Chase and Devontae yeah. Smith, obviously, and then you know those are the top two, but. You know, and, and Rashad Bateman's another one that could go in the first round. But, like, Jalen Waddell is 5'10". Elijah Moore is 5'9". Rondell Moore is five. Some people say he's 5'7". He might be 5'8". You know, Kadarius yeah. Tony is, is barely six foot. Uh, and everybody, you
1: know. it's a copycat league. Everybody wants their turbo kill. So Matt is joining us. Matt is a draft film tape eater like you, Andrew. Matt, who's one of these receivers – that a lot of draft people love, that you're like, keep that guy off the Saints, please. I don't I don't want him, and I especially don't want him in the first, at 28 or pick 60. What's a receiver that you do not like? Uh,
4: for the wide receivers, I guess it would kind of be Elijah Moore, only because of size purposes. I think Sean Payne is probably thinking to himself, I want a guy that's at least six foot, and can go deep, not another sub five eleven wide receiver. But I would, have, but the one I would really say don't go after is probably Kadarius Tony.
1: Ooh, because, that's
4: interesting. Because now there's starting. I saw a couple reports from guys like you know Albright and a couple others saying that Tony apparently has like an attitude problem, some uh, some off the field stuff, and it's one of the reasons why he might not go in the first round. Hi, this is
1: Ralph Marlborough from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof to us. You can make fun of me, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock.
0: Well, I mean, Elijah Moore is basically, he's he's Lance Moore. Like, if you look at Lance Moore's build, his size, like, they're the same height, the same weight. Um, and then it, I mean, if you start comparing Elijah Moore's st- stuff to like Tyreek Hill's combine, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna read this off. Forty mm-hmm. time, you know, they're they're both the same height, they're both the same weight. Uh, Forty time, Tyreek kills at four point two nine. Elijah Moore's at four point three five. You know, yeah. so a little a little bit faster. You know, four, 20 split two point five one versus two point five seven. A ten yard split. One point five oh versus one point five seven. So Elijah Moore's close on all these speed things. He is just a hair slower than Tyree Kill.
1: Yeah. You know, and you got and the thing is with Drew, like you said with Brandon Cooks, even though Brandon Cooks with Drew Brees did amazing did he was amazing things and we didn't think of he was you know, especially his, his final year with the Saints, he was catching balls all over the place. You always said like Drew Brees couldn't really see him and just had to be like, I'm just going to throw it there and I'm going to expect Brand- Brandon Cooks to be there, and it worked out. With Jameis, it's a new day. He's he's your prototypical quarterback sight, uh, height, weight, all that stuff, arm strength. So it's interesting. I, I just and and Matt, thanks thanks for chiming in. We'll we'll uh, we'll come back to you. I'm sure um, we got we got oh we got Jason Champagne. Jason, we'll come to you in just a second. I, I just Andrew. I just Elijah Moore I don't know if you have to move up at 28 I don't know if he has to move up to 18 19 to get him I mean just yeah.
0: thinking about it I'm starting to get more intrigued because I, <laughs> I, I I mean I saw what Lance Moore did in this offense yeah I just you, give me a quarterback with a massive arm you know that's going to be able to utilize and, and that has the height to see him down the field and utilize his skill strength and I do think he could be a devastating terror for this offense in the slot, Elijah Moore. I really do. And I know I know he's five nine. so like – but, again, that's Lance Moore. That's what Lance Moore was, and he's way faster than Lance Moore. I mean, he is way more explosive and uh, – I don't
1: know. J- Jason, what you got for us tonight?
5: So I was just going to piggyback on Tony. You know, uh, there was an in- a couple of incidents when he was at Florida as well uh, that revealed something about his character. So there was a prank – where he got caught, uh, with a spray painted toy gun that was mistaken for a machine gun. Um, but then a few months later, he was actually caught with an AR 15 in the back of his uh, vehicle by Gainesville police. So, you know, some concerns there. I think this happened in 2019. So, you know, teams are going to want to check on and, that.
1: And here's the yeah. thing too. And here's the thing too to remember. We all remember. When Geis for LSU fell and fell and fell and everybody was like, what the hell is going on? He was awesome at LSU and the the people on the TV were like, he's got character concerns, character concerns, and none of his baggage from LSU came out. But guess what? NFL teams, they knew about all his skeletons and were like, we aren't. Frickin' touching that guy, and I'm just saying NFL teams, the way that they invest in the draft now, they know they know way except way, except,
0: way, except Deshaun Watson's uh, Instagram massage fetish, right?
1: Yeah, but that didn't stop. I don't think that. I think that's like that's like all his all that stuff, Andrew. Everything I've read, that's like all in the last like during the pandemic. Like it's a new. It's it's a mm. new. Th- it's a it's a lot of women and it's horrible if you read it but it's not like
2: it's, it's covid developed right, it's a you. covid
1: developed it's it's, it's mm-hmm. with with uh with uh Deshaun it's it's weird so um so but uh, but my point but, is yeah, I do, yeah. They, I do think that i do think that the teams they just know a lot more stuff
0: and it well, starts no, to leave I mean, out no, a off- no offense to our uh you know Gainesville supporters but uh look he's a Florida gator so what do you expect
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah yeah but you know Honestly, it's a lot worse than uh, taking some crab legs
1: from the Publix. Here's, here's also, also true. Fair. Here, here's my question to you, Jason. Uh, Andrew has sort of locked in on Newsom, the corner from Northwestern. And I know for me, I know, I know, I know it's a pipe dream. And I know it's not likely. But, man, I just look at J.C. Horn and I'm like – Everything I read, everything Andrew tells me, he plays press man. He's awesome at that. That's what the Saints play most of the time on defense, right? His his physical traits are off the charts. And he's he's his dad, Joe Horn, played in the NFL, which Sean Payton really values. I just keep thinking, man, JC, if you can get to 15 or 16, the Saints can burn the 2022 20, second and maybe the twenty twenty two comp third and they get to 15 jC just last to 15 for me what's a player that as we're a day away from the draft or an, uh it's gonna happen what players you are you like that's who i want the saints to get
5: man for me it would be certain or, or horn what I love about horn is that he's a dog and he also has that uh swag you look for at a defensive back. You know, I, I could see between him and uh, C.D. Deuce. Oh, my uh, those God. Those guys really oh. getting under the skin of those receivers in our division and just owning them. Can, Can you he...
0: imagine having three corners on the field and Lattimore is the, is the one talking the least amount of trash?
1: Oh, the Saints would be so hit. And the thing is, I, I think you need, especially at corner, You need someone that is incredibly, incredibly arrogant because a corner, it's one of those things where you cannot hide. If you get roasted, if you get a penalty, the fans know it and they see it. It's not like guard where you could play. You can have a terrible game and the only people that notice are people like Andrew who grade the film – on Sunday night, Monday morning, um, I like my corners to be super arrogant. You you can't like the Colstons of the world. That that you have, might have a corner like that occasionally, but mostly they got to be arrogant, chippy, talkative, and kind of a kind of an a hole, right? And and and, and Jay-Z Horn, he checks with with a, box with, for a that. with a tinge of insanity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jason, I, 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 I like I, I just want JC. Horn because I, if, the, if the Saints end up with JC. Horn, Joe Horn is gonna cry on ESPN and I, I want to see it. I just I do. you know, but, but everything I read, like Jerry Jones like loves JC. Horn, you know? And Dallas mm-hmm. needs a corner desperately. But here's my question, Andrew, do you think if Patrick Sertain – because he's very similar to JC Horn, measurables off the charts tape. Great. Um, you know, his dad played in the NFL. Do you think he's a guy where if he falls to 13, 16 range, the saints would move to get him?
0: I I just don't see him getting past the Cowboys at 10. Um, and I think he's really the consensus number one corner. And I really Mm -hmm. have seen very few publications that put horn ahead of him. So, you know, the, the first corner is normally always gone in the top 10, you know, mm-hmm. or, or shortly thereafter, certainly the top 12. And I, I just, I can't imagine him. I mean, sure, yeah, if he falls to 15, absolutely it's in play. But I, I just think,
1: I think he's going to be gone. Uh, I, the thing is, to me, is, is can, can one of those corners get to 15? Because I think, Dallas is a spot for a corner. I think Philadelphia is a spot for a corner. I think Arizona is a spot for a corner. So you need one of those three to fall. Um, uh, far, uh, Farley, I don't know. I don't know. Like His medical is all over the place. It wouldn't surprise me, Andrew, if he's gone in 20 or he's there at 60 for the Saints. Like, I, like his yeah. medical is a mess. I have no, I have no idea. What's gonna happen with him? And it's sick if the Saints if the Saints like went Elijah Moore at twenty eight and then how would you feel about this? And somebody in, in the in the chat room uh you guys can chime in too. How would you feel about this, Andrew? Elijah Moore at twenty-eight, Caleb uh Farley at pick forty. The Saints move up and they get him and they burn a fourth round pick to do it how would you feel about? well
0: I'd feel great and and honestly the reason I'd feel great is that 40 would be about the value where I'd feel good about more and I feel fine taking Caleb Farley in the first round like I'm willing to roll the dice especially at 28 because here's the thing at 28 that's the area of the first round where nothing's promised anyway like you're you're starting to get that level of talent where there's a drop off and you might get like a fringe starter but you almost you might get a Stefan Anthony too or a Patrick Robinson you know what i'm that's saying right. like that's at right. the end of the draft you, talent wise you may just get a guy that's just kind of like yeah just a eh starter you yeah. know and so like to me it's worth swinging for the fences cuz if farley works out medically it's it's very similar He's to Ram- Drew Brees. It's very Ram similar Shab- to Drew Brees in two thousand six. It's you swing for the fences. If it works out, he could be a superstar. And if he doesn't, you know that's why you didn't trade up. That's why you don't burn additional assets to go get him. But you know if 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 he works out, it's great. And if he doesn't, that you you just made a bad pick at twenty eight. Your and your I, franchise your franchise can survive a bad pick at twenty eight. Yeah. So I, I just I, you you flipped it there for me, but. I I'm just looking at like you walk away from a mid 40s pick and a 28 with Farley and Elijah Moore in any order. I'm I'm excited about that for sure.
1: And, and I think you know we mentioned this on the Daily podcast I think one day this week. Uh and if you're if you're listening to this chat and you're not a patron, become a patron with the best Saints podcast on earth. But but you we mentioned it and I, and I think Andrew you put it this way. I mentioned that the that no other team in the NFL has a tolerance for risk like the Saints and you were like that's because the entire empire is built on the Saints betting on a 5'11 quarterback with a wrecked shoulder like risk does not scare the Saints they just it just doesn't and it's a and it's in a way that it's not like in any other NFL teams, and you would think eventually it would bite them in the ass, and it kind of did with Davenport, maybe. But Andrew, they just don't care. And Mickey Loomis even said it today. He's like, "We have our board; it's smaller than other teams. Probably we go and get the players we love. And if you call that if you call that aggressive, then I guess that's aggressive."
0: Yeah, I. I mean, listening to that. Press conference with Mickey Loomis today. He did, he definitely doubled down on this is, this is who we are. (laughs) And so he's he's really like, seriously, if they trade down this year, I'm going to laugh my ass off because he really is hook, line, sinker, setting us up for, oh yeah, I'm trading up again. Of course. Why wouldn't I? That's what I always do. That's basically what I got out of Mickey Loomis today. And so, I will laugh my ass off if he trades. If down. he, oh, if he, oh, he okey doke the media just for, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I, I do think he'll trade up because I'm with you. I, I think, I think that's that's who they are.
1: It's there in their is, DNA. it's in their DNA. There isn't a person in there isn't a gen there might not be a general manager in sports with a more secure job than Nicky Loomis. And I am not—I'm not kidding. Like he's in the circle of trust, and as long as Gale owns the team, Mickey Loomis is going to be running the the team as long as he wants.
0: Well, it's—you know—what's funny right now is that in the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of draft rumors, and you Mm got—you got got Mickey Loomis all but saying, "Yeah, we're probably going to trade up." You got—you got rumors they're going up to get Elijah Moore you got rumors they're going up to get Caleb Farley. So it's like, is it a corner? Is it a receiver? Mm-hmm. What's We don't even know what side of the ball they're trading up for because the rumors are on both sides. So I, I just think you're not uh, – the Saints are getting more variance and, and wide variety of rumors than any team in the yes, league right, right now. And I just feel like they're setting this up. For, <laughs> they're saying something. I don't know if they're going to trade down. I don't know if they're going to get a quarterback. Like, seriously, the Saints are setting this up for anything to happen. I, w- I would not be surprised. Like, you know, we just heard someone say, like, they're going with tackle. I think that was Joshua that said that. Um, you know, and, and some people think they're going up for corner. But, Ralph, it, it could it could be anything.
1: Uh, my opinion is, is – they they have leaked ev. They have purposely leaked every to <laughs> Albright. They said it was more to my. Th- the more I think about it, and I don't think they'll do it because I don't think it'll work out this way. I think they love one of those one of those quarterbacks, and they're just lying in the weeds and. They're hoping that it falls right, like Josh Fields or, God forbid, uh, Alabama, Chad Henney or whatever. I think they're lying in the weeds and they're like, we don't want anyone to freaking know it. But if Josh Fields gets to – if Josh Fields gets to 12, we're uh, pushing the launch codes and we're going YOLO. Like I, that's what it seems – That's if I look at it objectively, that's what I think they want to do. I don't think it will happen because I think the quarterbacks will be gone your outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly better. Canon's sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon's sunglasses elevate your experiences outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K a E N O N C A S T 15 Canon clearly better Hi, this is Ralph Marlborough from the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. It's that time of year again. All eyes are on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA and championship boxing bet online has it all every sport every game every matchup bet online has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place for all your sports betting needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time head over to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with bet online i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you
0: something uh you know, my, my source will rena- re- name, re- yeah, he, he'll remain nameless here. But I, there, there was a source that I sat down with and had beers once. And uh, and I had beers with him at Port Orleans. That's all I'll say. Um, and, and we're sitting there having beers. And he's telling me that, you know, hey, the Saints le- have different guys that they <laughs> leak rumors to depending on, like, who they want to fuck over – or who they want to give good intel to if they like the guy. And they have different guys for each thing. So they're like – and it's all orchestrated. It's all by design. So I'm just telling you, like, if there's someone in the Saints' office – like, this could be – and look, I like Elijah Moore, actually, and I'm I'm growing on him. And So if if they really think he's the next Tyreek Hill, hell yeah, I want the next Tyreek Hill in this offense. So, like, I would get on board with it. But let's just say, let's play devil's advocate here. And let's just say there's a scenario where the Saints hate Elijah Moore. They're like, he's too small. He's a poor man's Tyreek Hill, never going to make it in the NFL. And Sean Payton's like, you know what? Let's leak a, a rumor that we're going to trade up to go get him. Let's make a team move up ahead of us and take <laughs> that dude because we don't like him. And yeah. then they're like, sounds great. Which reporter do we screw over? I've always hated that Benjamin Albright guy. Leak it to him. (laughs) Like, I'm just telling like, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds hilarious. But I was told over beers by someone that, I mean, you guys should all know. You guys should all know who I'm talking about. Like, that stuff happens. They do that.
1: The thing is, like, I know they would never, ever in a million years fuck over Diana Rossini. Like, you know? So when she says something about the Saints. Ah, yeah. But here's the other
0: thing. They have their favorites. But what I've also been told is that they like give you a good piece of information, give you a good piece of information, like kind of string you along. And so you build this momentum, and then they'll kind of sometimes screw the pooch on you. And they'll like, they'll feed you some misinformation. So everyone thinks it's legit because it's this person. And then that person gets it wrong and they kind of fuss with the Saints and they're like, Oh don't worry we'll we'll get you next time you know well, like next time next
1: time we have something big it's yours don't worry And that's the thing that that was really interesting and I I read it and it was a feature on Adam Schefter and he straight out admitted that he trades information with the teams like the t- like the t- like he'll go to a team and the team will be like hey what are you hearing about this and he'll tell them and then they'll be like oh that's cool thanks Adam now we'll give you something really juicy you know, and like you don't necessarily, and, and because the teams know that um, Adam's sharing this information, he won't necessarily share it publicly if it's you know because he knows that he doesn't want to burn the the team that gave him the information, so he give it to another team uh, and not and and not get burned and all that stuff. Um, but it's, it was interesting that like reporters will trade information with the teams, you know. So team teams are playing this game, and especially the Saints. Because they're at twenty eight, they are trying to, you know. Even though Mickey Loomis said at twenty eight you can't really smoke screening and playing games, it's harder. But I still think they try. And the thing is, the thing is too, like it's all it's all games.
0: Like all these all these conspiracy theories in your head, like that you imagine this is how it goes down. It's eighty three percent true. Like that's how it goes down.
1: It's all a game. The teams they like certain people love it like they love to chat with the media they love to they love to to put the media on the wrong trail like it's it's like it's fun for them i I can imagine this and and sean
0: payton is just he's the kind of guy that gets a kick out of it anyway he he you know you know you know he's there with this phone and he's like should I should I fire off this tag? He's probably at, at dinner with Mickey Loomis. And he's <laughs> like, should, should I fire this off to Ed Werder right now? Just just to just to fuck with him. Should I fire? And, you know? Should and, I? They're, and they're 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 over, you know, they're they're drinking a couple beers and like, yeah,
1: yeah, do it.
4: Yeah. You know? The, I mean that, that's sa- what happens.
1: The, the Saints are trying to package players and picks to move up if Josh Fields falls. And just like, just fire it off. Who, who should we send it <laughs> Send it to Send it – no, no, don't send it to Schefter. You know, uh, you know they, they'll be but like it, – But it's
0: smart. Like, think yeah. of it. Like, let's just say theoretically Newsom is the guy they want, right? And they just want him to fall one or two more picks so they can have the assets to move up and get him. And so they want everyone thinking they want Caleb Farley. They want Elijah Moore. And all of a sudden, these teams are panicking and they maybe trade up. They pick him at 21 because they're worried about the Saints – And the next team trades up and picks Elijah Moore at 22 because they're worried about the Saints. And then, boom, Newsom falls two spots. They move up to 23. They get him. So, again, I'm not saying – I don't know what their plan is, but this is why you're seeing those rumors, and this is why they're all conflicting with
1: each other. I know. I finally have called – I have called Justin Fields Josh so many times that I've defeated you and you didn't even correct me when I did it 3 times already. <laughs> you just totally have you used to be like Ralph well, Justin. Justin and and but now you just you've given up. I've right? accepted.
0: I've you're accepted that he, accept-
1: he's Josh. Even, he's you don't even But maybe to say to pick him, I could get his name right. Um
0: my you uh, know, my my Alexa just randomly talked to me. She's <laughs> mind of her own she's giving you alexa does that ever happen does that ever happen to you your alexa just starts talking no my kid broke it so i don't i don't even have my
1: kids would break it it's it's i had the little bitty one like the mini one and he just broke it
0: the only thing she's ever done good for me is if you ask her to tell tell a joke about the falcons yeah if you you do that um I, i recommend any of you listeners that have an alexa I recommend that you ask her a joke about
1: the Falcons. It's, it's always a good time. Alexa, give me the latest Saints draft rumor. <laughs> but it's gonna be this draft is gonna be this draft is gonna be incredibly fascinating. I am still not convinced that 49ers have taken Alabama Chad Henney at their until they until I hear his name called, I refuse to believe that. Kyle Shanahan of all the five quarterbacks is going to take the one with the least athletic talent. I refuse to believe it until I hear the name called.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is I'm hearing more and more that it's going to be Kyle Pitts to the Falcons at four. I mean, that's what we're all hearing. It's not like I'm connected, you know, it's, it's just, uh, That's just, yeah. that's, that's what's out there on Twitter and stuff. But um, it's interesting. I, I've seen a lot of Saints fans be like, good. You know, I guess I guess they're happy they're not taking a quarter Just, Justin, aka Josh Fields, or you know Trey Lance or whatever, or trading down and getting a bunch of picks. So I, I'm hearing relief from the Saints fans, and I, that surprises me because I'm not the playing. prospect of playing Kyle Pitts twice. Like they're about to get Julio Jones, God willing, out of that building. Like knock on wood, hopefully, because I'm done facing that guy. And now it's going to be Kyle Pitts instead. No, thank you. Like that sounds I mean, awful to me. We did. I, I would much rather them take the fourth best quarterback. I would in the much. Draft
1: oh, Trey and, Trey. and he sucks. You know. If they if they if they draft Trey Lance, like they're getting they're getting basically he'll do a couple of like wildcat packages in twenty twenty one, but they're getting like no no on field value in twenty twenty one out of the fourth pick. That to me right. is the lesson. The thing is, we did it in when we did the. uh We did the mock draft to help Jameis win the 2021 MVP, which, by the way, was an incredibly fun podcast. If you haven't checked it out, you should. And I said it when we we traded up for Kyle Pitts. We traded up with Denver to number nine to get him to 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 give Sean Payton Jimmy Graham 2.0. And I said it then, and I'll say it now. I think if he's going to end up being the best player in five years, he's going to be the best player from this draft. Like in five years – He'll be a three time all pro. He'll just be a monster at tight end. He'll be he'll be better than Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence could be good if Jacksonville, if Urban Meyer knows what the hell he's doing. But I think Pitts is Pitts is like a lock to me to be amazing. And I don't want Atlanta I don't want Atlanta having him at all. Because if they don't trade Julio, they got Pitts, Julio, Ridley, Matt Ryan. That's terrifying.
0: I would say that for me, and I've studied a lot of these guys. And I'm just a guy, you know, I'm, I'm by no means the best talent evaluator in the world, but I think Kyle Pitts is the second surest thing in the draft. And I, I would maybe even say the surest thing like that Trevor Lawrence is obviously the best quarterback in this draft. And I think he's going to be really good, but cor- quarterback is so hard to know how, how they're going to mm. turn out because to me, yeah. it's more than, it's more than just like how good you are there. There's so much that goes into it. So many X factors and it's it's impossible to know. So if you take out the quarterbacks, to me, the best player in the draft is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he no. he's the one I'm most certain will succeed in the league.
1: Yeah, and and it, the Atlanta getting him is terrifying. You know, we're gonna have. And by the way, we are doing a live stream tomorrow. Thomas has amazing graphics. We are gonna have some fun. We will be going live as soon as the Saints either trade up and pick or will go right as they're on the clock or just after they pick a 28. So uh, yep. stay tuned on Twitter. And then don't
0: forget on Friday, we're going to be doing a, a patron's uh, Zoom.
1: Zoom call. And, and that 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 potentially, that is going to be fun because they'll have probably maybe two picks. And it could be wild, Andrew, if they do the unthinkable and trade out. They could be getting like three or four picks on that Friday night, right? You know, like if they, if they trade out to... They traded out from like twenty-eight to forty, and got like an extra second, an extra third. They could be picking. You know, you could be having three third-round picks and two second-round picks. They could have. By the time we do that Zoom call, they could have five new players. So, um, yeah. Join well, us right now.
0: Game. They're slotted to have three picks on day two, right? Yeah, one second, two thirds. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, I mean, they may trade one of those to move up. We'll see. But I, I still kind of lean towards. The Saints may be trying to mess with their 2022 assets, but we'll
1: oh, see. 100%. Dude, dude, I said it on Twitter and I 100% believe. Say goodbye to the 2022 second round pick. Make your peace with that pick being bye bye because I'm just, I'm convinced that one of those corners, one of those top three corners is going to be there. And the second round pick will get you about 10 spots of movement. So that'll get you to 28 to 18, and it might even get you a little more because that's just the chart, you know. You may have a team at 15 that or 16 that is like, we don't like what's left. We're willing to we're willing to go down 10 spots because we look at it and we're like, we'll take the asset for next year, right? Um, right. So, so uh, the second round pick could get you 10 to 12, 10 to 12 spots, you know, especially like a team, uh, you know, it, like, like my, I could see 100% Miami doing it where Miami, yes, they want to win now. And yes, they went 10 and six and they, and they feel like they're close, but they, they are in they are in the we have two we have two first round picks this year we have two next year let's stack even more assets next year and we still move down from 18 to 28 and we still get a really good player like i could definitely i could definitely see miami doing it and miami's one of those teams that the saints have done business with them and i'm also going to tell you a team too everybody's talking about new england new england new england moving up moving up to get a quarterback New England is a team the Saints have done a ton of business with, and not just business in the draft. I'm talking first round trade ups. They traded up for Ingram with New England in 2011, and way, way back in the cooks. day, what's that? They traded, they traded cooks,
0: cooks for first they round cooks, pick,
1: and they traded up to they traded up to get Cedric uh, Cedric Ellis mm-hmm. back in the day. Back in the day, so. Um, they, new England is one of the most teams are like afraid to deal with Bill Belichick. Loomis gives no fucks. He he'll if he wants a player, he'll deal with anybody, right? So I think new I think New England, if a quarterback is not there, New England is definitely a, a team that keep your keep your uh, keep your trade warnings up. The one thing is that they say New England that would I think would that New England might be hesitant to trade down is because. They have, uh, Gilmore, Stephen, G- Stephon Gilmore. He's been a great corner, but he's on the last year of his deal. And New England, they need a corner. I wonder if New England would be like, nah, Saints, we're not trading down to 28, even if you give us a second and a fourth, because we are just going to take Newsome ourselves, you know? So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's where it gets. That's well, I
0: want to hear so, Ralph. Um, well, I want to hear from our, our uh, listeners. So we we've got several people uh, in there. So if you just click the request to speak button, I want to know who who's your ideal person to draft. So you know, feel free to speak up. Any of you uh, just click on that button, we'll get you in. But, um, Ralph, what for you is the worst case scenario in this draft? And, and like worst case scenario, like let's say the Saints make a selection. So some someone and I'm not worried about trade so much so don't include like they gave up too much or that you know they, they did this they did that like who's the player and i know you're gonna okay. say mac jones so i'll make it i'll make it i'll make <laughs> mac- it more fun it, you can't be a quarterback who who is the player
1: that would make you the most disappointed the most uh, the most disappointed i mean the the guy leatherwood from Alabama, like, like <laughs> so your offensive line, like offensive line, like it, it would. Ju- the, the reason why I, I would understand it in the sense of look, Armstead is a free agent, Ramchek is a free agent. You're playing for, the, but like if you draft the offensive lineman, the chance that he's going to help you get better in 2021 is almost non-existent. Now it could end up where Armstead gets hurt, and you're like, thank God we got Leatherwood. Because we can move Ramchek to left tackle, Leatherwood can play right tackle. Thank God they picked him. but if that doesn't make you better, right? It just keeps you. It you, hopefully keeps the offensive line intact, right? And yeah. the thing is, I want them to get better. So, like an offensive lineman, I would get it, but it won't make it, it won't really make them better in twenty twenty one. Even even if that guy ends up playing and being good, it means somebody got hurt on the offensive line.
0: Yeah,
4: What's, what, I, yeah,
0: what? I, I Leatherwood would surprise me to go uh, that high, um, but yeah, that that so I w- I would definitely be disappointed by that. You know, for me, and again, besides the quarterbacks, because Trey Lance scares me, and if they were to trade up to go get him, I'd I'd probably talk myself into it, but um, uh, I don't know, man. That that would make me nervous. I'll tell you, the guy that's kind of making me a little bit more nervous as we get closer, there's really two. It's Jason Owe of of Penn State. And, you know, again, it's just like zero production. He's all like – he's all bark and no bite. He's just a guy that – Sucks, he had no sack. Basically. He has
1: no sack. No. He had zero
0: sacks last zero year. Zero sacks. And, and zero like sacks. Te- teams just adore him because of his ridiculous combine, and so he's everyone's excited about him because of his measurables. And he he's the ultimate RAS score guy, right? And I just uh, I can't get behind. I, you know, I, yeah. He Matt Matt just said he he's the Courtney Brown of this class, and I totally agree. And that so he terrified. Tar- that.
1: He even went to the same school. Matt, you are in a cycle of fucking pedia of knowledge.
0: Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I got to say, like, I'm starting to sour a little bit on uh, Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. And it's, yeah. the Saints need a defensive tackle. But, you know, I just, like, watched some of his tape and, like, he didn't, he was invisible against like, some of the SEC schools. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a believer in him.
1: Warren Sapp was like, he's trash. And he did something at a I camp. I read He did something at a camp that made Warren Sapp mad. And Warren Sapp being able to evaluate, they had another player that he thought was bad. Um, so maybe he's not – players aren't the best evaluators. But the thing is, is, is like – the thing with Alabama – players that scare me is a lot of times and especially this is guys in the secondary like nick saban is such a great secondary coach it's rare that alabama players get a lot better in the nfl the, those exceptions are like uh humphrey from baltimore he was really good for alabama he's even better in the NFL, but most guys kind of either stay the same or go backwards. And that's just the thing with Alabama. I mean, but if they got certain, I'd be like, yeah, they got certain. I'd be, it's great. Um, the only other thing that would scare me and and I wouldn't like, and I would hate Andrew is I I just, the saints don't give up the 2022 first because they're, there's, they're so uncertain at quarterback that, if Jameis is still Jameisy, or maybe Jameis gets, you know, we think, oh, Sean Payton will fix him, he'll be better. What if he gets even more fucking Jameisy with the Saints? And they're like, Jameis, <laughs> you're a disaster. You're even more Jameisy, even though you did all the work and whatever. We're going to taste him week six. <laughs> Jesus. And, and, and then they're like six and ten, and it's a disaster and you don't have your 2022 first round pick. I just think there's so much uncertainty and I think I I I you know you're, I'm back, on the, you're G- back on the, you're back on the 16 game train. That um, yeah, I'm yeah, I am back on. You know, if they go, you know, 6 and 11, but and I I don't think that'll happen. But I think for the first time in 15 years the Saints don't have a floor because when when we had Drew, we always knew no matter what, 7 and 9. And 7 and 9 picks you anywhere from 11 to 16 and that's your floor and I just think we're in a new world and the floor is gone and I want that 2022 first round pick because there's like a 20 percent chance that's a top six pick and I don't want them burning that pick for a corner or whatever I just it that that that'd be my only
0: even a I I, I, dis- I disagree I, there, there's no way I mean, something catastrophic would have to happen for that offensive line and Kamara and Michael Thomas and mm-hmm. Cam Jordan and Lattimore and Demario Davis. This team is freaking loaded. We need to remember that, you yeah. know. And they—they've won the division the last four years or whatever it is for a reason. And all those guys, all the horses they are still there. And you could say Drew left, and that's true. But eight and one without Drew last two years. <laughs> yeah. You'll look. I do. Like they they were maybe in a worse situation when Teddy Bridgewater was playing, you know, and and, and J- Jameis may be better than Teddy and Taysom, you yeah. know, and they they that, that those are the two dudes they won eight and one with. So, Matt says
1: or seven and ten.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, man, here's the thing about tomorrow night. We we've talked through all the scenarios. We still have no idea what's going to happen. None. This is like. If you're a Saints fan, you get excited about the draft. The mystery that surrounds what's going to happen tomorrow is unlike any I've ever seen. Like I, I just when they took Brandon Cooks, I was not remotely surprised. When they took no, when they took Kenny Vaccaro, I I called for months that that was the guy they were going to take. So sometimes you just see it coming, you just know. And this is one of those years where like you they could do any they could do anything
1: and it would not surprise. It's me. Very, it, it, very it could go seven different ways. It's very 2001 where they picked Deuce. It's it's got that feel to it. Before I get yeah. to Jason, I, I want to say this and this is me talking out of both sides of my mouth because I just said I would hate if they trade away the 2022 first, but I will also admit that there is nothing more exciting in the Saints offseason. Than when the chime from ESPN goes, dun, 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 the Saints have traded up to pick twelve. That is sports cocaine. <laughs> that is sports cocaine. And don't any of you people pretend that it's not. That you it's are gonna like, be
0: fun in Discord with the patrons because we're all just gonna be like,
1: oh shit! Like, don't even pretend that you don't love that. That like that moment where you're like, when they did it in 2018, you're like, oh my god. They moved up to fourteen. What is happening? And it's
0: and and they um, don't tell you what the trade is. That's the most frustrating part. Yeah, you just know the Saints are right. picking, and you don't even have time to. Pro- you're like, okay, oh god, okay, here we go. Like, and you don't know who they're going to take, and then they just tell you, but you have no idea what the trade is. So you're immediately on Twitter. You're immediately just like, all right, what did we give up? Who? What did? What do we do now?
1: And <laughs> you gotta try. <laughs> Yeah, so Jason, uh, tell me, uh, you admit that I'm right, that that, that the trade-up in the draft in the first round is sports cocaine. Jason, admit that I'm right.
5: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, there, there's nothing more exhilarating than that. And and I tell you what, you know, I'm with you that I would prefer us not to trade that 2022 first because you need that bailout option just in case Jameis doesn't work out. But it will tell you a lot about the confidence of the organization in him if they do trade that 2022 one. Um, that kind of tells you that Sean knows he's got his guy, yeah. and we'll be all right. And uh, that could be the start of uh, you know Yolo 2.0. Yeah, so it is- it'll be exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it Yolo? Thanks. If they give up the pick, if they give up the first round pick, then it, it, Yolo is reignited all over
1: again, right? 100%. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially if I mean especially if they if they if they gave up the first round pick and moved to like 10 to get JC Horn, that's the YOLO siren because then they're just like we are a cool, we just need to fill the cornerback spot and we're going to keep this party going. Like, so and, and Ralph, they-
0: Ralph my dad's in the chat and he he wants to know uh what about Ifiatu Milifanu. Ralph Misty, Ralph's worst nightmare.
1: It is my worst nightmare, Mr. Juge. It, it totally is. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could go that or the defensive end that you say is a horrible fit from Georgia. That's another guy that's got a terrible name. Uh, they there, there. I would say. I mean, isn't Justin Fields the, your worst nightmare, though, Ralph? Like, isn't that even worse than names you can't pronounce? Yeah, it is because he'll be he'll be Josh Fields for a long, long time. Jason, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in again. So we got we got uh we got Matt back in. Uh, Matt, if if I said to you of all the names that I cannot pronounce that are just off the charts and 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 we know it's going to be comedy, if if I said here's a hundred dollars. Pick the guy with the name that's going to be the hardest for Ralph to pronounce. What's a guy, because in the Saints, we'll pick one, not a bunch of them, just one. Who would you predict that they would pick?
4: You mean that outside of that wide receiver from Illinois, Josh Imator Bebe?
1: Outside
0: <laughs> of him, yeah.
4: Yeah, maybe I would say. His probably, first
0: name is Josh.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there might be the defensive tackle from Washington. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name yet because I've, bother to look him up but yeah there's there's quite a few matt, but matt, am i
0: getting the uh, penn state guy's name right is it away
4: yeah it's Owe. yeah
0: okay yeah yeah ralph's been going on the owe train
4: O-E. for a while
1: owe why couldn't you get a sack in 2021 2020 um so yeah so uh. so matt thanks for thanks for the uh thanks for chiming in again um Immature, baby. I like it. Immature, bet. It's fun to say. And here's my thing, and then we'll get out of here. Is I want to say this. You know, Andrew. It's if you look at NFL history, I didn't realize Sean Payton. If you go by, if if you, then a guy who's like a um, a math guy, and he he sorted NFL coaches by the ones that are at least sixty games over five hundred. Sean Payton was in the top fifteen, and. Basically, if he can have four years of Jameis where the Saints would be a combined 10 games over 500, that would put him in the top 10 all-time NFL coaches that are 60 games at least over 500. And I Mm -hmm. looked at that list, and the thing about NFL coaches is it's really hard to have a second act with a team and be really good. And the, the only guys that really did it where um, Chuck Knoll did it with Pittsburgh. They went to a couple AFC championship games after they won their Super Bowl, but he never got he never got back to the Super Bowl after in, after the 70s. Don Shula was really really good with Dan Marino. He went to he went to a couple of Super Bowls in the 80s, but he never won again. Um, you can kind of say Joe Gibbs because he won three Super Bowls with three co- three co- different quarterbacks. but most NFL coaches, they don't have a second act. With the same team, you know, and and one per- one person was saying, well, Sean Payton kind of did. He had the, the the 2009 to 2011 Drew Brees, and then he had 2017 to 2020. But I say that doesn't count because he had Drew Brees both times. I'm just saying, if Sean Payton, if he's if Jameis Winston ends up being good or the Saints find the quarterback that's really good, and he has a second act with a different quarterback, he's on the road to Canton. you know, so. It's 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 sort of a it's sort of a fork in the road for the Saints, I think. So that that's what makes tomorrow just. I, I haven't. This is the most excited I've been for a, a Saints draft in a long, long time. It's I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, uh, we're going So are we really gonna go this whole show without talking about Teddy Bridgewater getting traded to?
1: Denver's? Oh yeah, we need to. Let's. Uh, I'm excited for Teddy because Drew Locke is terrible. And he'll he sh- and and, <laughs> and Denver's roster is really good. Like their their roster now is really really good. Like so Teddy, he could get them to nine, no, well nine and eight or ten and seven. Like Teddy could get them there, and he's going to be the quarterback because Drew Locke is terrible.
0: Uh, I was talking to a Carolina Panther fan yesterday, and he just absolutely despised Teddy Bridgewater. Like it was. <laughs> It was funny to say. It was just funny to hear because I'm like, I like Teddy. I'm sad you guys traded him, and he was just saying like, "Dude is the checkdown king," and it was just like hearing all the Saints fans that were complaining about him all over again. Just like, "Dude's a checkdown king. Never takes any risks. He's terrible." Like, and uh, so I don't know. Like the the, uh, the shine and excitement that I had for Teddy is kind of worn off. Like I, I kind of think he's just kind of meh. Hey, I love Teddy. I, I'll always love that five and zero run, and, and you know the excitement. But I, I don't know that he's going to beat out Drew Locke.
1: He, he. The thing about Teddy is he doesn't elevate your team, but he won't make your team any worse. So, like when he played for the Saints in twenty and twenty nineteen, that team was loaded. So like Teddy didn't fuck it up, right? And that, that's his thing. Like when he was on the Vikings, like those teams were dead defense. They were loaded. Like Teddy will not screw it up. But if you need Teddy to like elevate you and make plays off structure and like your offensive line isn't that good, like, and you're like, Teddy, we need you to be like 350 and four and, and make a bunch of third and long plays. That ain't, that ain't Bridgewater, man. So I I just, I, I think he's got a chance to be pretty good in Denver. And I think, I think Drew Locke is is a trash can. That's my opinion. <laughs> uh, Matt, you, Matt, you, now that like
0: Teddy's out, now that Teddy's out of there, do you think the
1: Panthers are in play to take a quarterback? Hundred percent. Because the thing is, like in the first round, in the first round. Because the thing is, Darnold, they have to pay like they have to pay him twenty million dollars next year. So, um, so really, they only get one year of cheap Sam Darnold. And I think that the, I think Carolina is probably in a in in, the, in a position where a lot of teams are, where they're like, we like this quarterback. It's not that we will take the one that the last one that's left if if there's still a guy there. I think the Panthers will probably like we like uh, Bama Chad Henney or we like Justin Fields or John. <laughs> I got it right, and then I was, and then I doubted, I doubted myself, Andrew. They <laughs> uh, you know they like one of, they like one of them, but if the guy they like isn't there, and it's another quarterback, they won't. Um, Carolina man, they their offensive line is a mess. I think I think they're going to go off. I think they're going to go offensive line most likely. Um, you know but we'll we'll see there's always going to be this year's draft there's going to be there's going to be a lot there's going to be at least three teams in the top 20 that do w t f what the fuck are you doing like it always happens man the raiders the raiders the Ra- are always, always Raider, a raiders always come through i think arizona is, tends to do that too um you know, and teams that pick in the top 10, man, there's a reason why they pick in the top 10, you know? So, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. We had almost up to the, t- at one point, we had almost 20 people in the room. We do this every Wednesday. We are, we have a deal with Locker Room. We're going to do this every week through the end of the football season. So, join us. We're having fun. Get over to Patreon, find us wherever you get your podcast, Saints Happy Hour. What are the best Saints podcasts on the in the world? Join us for the live stream tomorrow as soon as the Saints make their pick, boom, we will be on YouTube ridiculous. And remember Andrew, if the Saints draft J.C. Horn, I will be drunk and shirtless during the live stream. Who are you wearing a dress for? Wasn't that in play for, for I, one of these? I guys? don't remember. I don't remember saying I wore a dress, but the the page, the the patrons in Discord, I'm sure have receipts. But I distinctly remember if they draft JC Horn, I'm doing the live stream shirtless. Like that is that is locked in. So all right.
0: All right, so, i'm counting on that
1: <laughs> i did ab day today too so i won't be flat for the, for the ladies so for andrew i'm ralph guys thanks for joining us i pre- we appreciate you guys and get ready for the draft it is gonna be amazing we'll see you then